Welcome to Everyday Impact, a Life Tree podcast inspiring you to take Jesus into your everyday life. My name is Jessica Jean, and I will not be joined by Will today as my co-host because he's going to be in the hot seat. Caleb Friesen is going to be interviewing him about how he discovered that his dream is wrapped up in helping others find their dreams. So we'll be back with Caleb after the conversation to discuss what happened. So we're here sitting down today with a bit of a different format. We have thrown our typical host into the seat of interviewee. So here we have Will Winter sitting with us today about to be questioned. (laughs) Or interrogated. Yeah. How does it feel? It's... uh... A fun experience. Yeah. Good, um, good. Feels like a privilege as well to, instead of drawing out other stories, I get to actually share, hey, here's what God's done in my life. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's fun, uh, you know, turning the table here today and getting to do this. And as we were coming into having this conversation, there were definitely some things I've seen in your journey that I wanted to kind of dig into and ask you about. Um, I've known you since the summer of 2013 was when we first met. That was right before we launched a school here at the church that was called Meta Ministry School, and it was a discipleship program, and you came and were a part of this school with us. And I have this distinct memory in my head of near the beginning of the year, I asked all of you students, (laughs) you know, (laughs) why are you here? And your response was something to the effect of, I want to preach to the masses and raise the dead, you know? I I had a a larger than list than that, actually. I think I took every highlight from the Bible and I said, this is what I want to accomplish in my life. And so, Caleb, uh, teach me how to do it. There you go. So so I remember, like, there's just this like intense ambition within you Mm -hmm. uh, to to do these, these big things. And none of those are bad, like, Preach to tons of people, raise the dead, good things. Everyday Christian you know. stuff, you know. But uh, but what I'd say is, like, in your journey, now our paths coming back together over this last year, one of the clear things that I feel like I've seen in your life is this shift from a desire um, and dreams that were about the big things you want to do mm-hmm. to what you're dreaming about is actually trying to figure out how you can help other people come into the fulfillment of their dreams and their destiny. And it's mm-hmm. been really cool to see that. So I want to just ask you some questions along those lines today. Uh, and we'll just start with, you know, tell us a bit about that journey. Maybe first, is that an accurate description of a shift that's happened in you? I would say <laughs> to a degree, there's something about being a young person that yeah. there is a, a a sense of ambition and, and maybe there is a degree of that that's uh, selfish, that's self-centered, but I definitely was looking at my own journey yeah. and I was zoned in on what can I accomplish? What can I do? What can I achieve? And most of the decisions early in life kind of filtered through that perspective. Let's even put it into perspective. And this story I referenced back in 2013 so we're talking fall 2013 when I asked you that question. How old would you have been? I think I was, uh, if it was fall, that would have been when I was 21 years old. So 21 years old, and now you would be coming up on uh, going to turn 29. I just turned fall. 29. Yep. Okay, okay. So 
let's hear a bit of the journey of yeah. how that shift took place in you. I'll, I'll try to pick the points that really add to this story, but sure. um, just to backtrack, maybe a year to give some context, I had experienced a, kind of a radical turning point in my life. Right. And that's a, a beautiful story itself. But what came out of that moment was this change in direction where I felt like ministry, uh, vocational ministry in some way was where God was calling me. Right. I was actually on a, a mission trip and this guy came up to me who shared a what I later understood to be a prophetic word, but he just said, I can't shake this picture in my mind of you preaching the gospel. Mm-hmm. And that felt like 180 degrees away from where I was going. But it, it caused this wrestle, this stirring, this reevaluation of my priorities. And so that was kind of a turning point in my life where it was, okay, I'm, I'm going to pursue what I feel is this call of God, which I, I learned to, to accept, to align with. But walking that out, I, I didn't know. Called to ministry, what the heck does that look right. like? There's yeah. so many avenues. Is that a traditional pastor? Yeah. And I thought that that might have been it. You know, I get the spotlight, get the stage, as you mentioned, that those are some of the ways that we think that this call might look like. Mm-hmm. And I had another ministry uh, a seminary that I was actually going to go to when right. Meta Ministry came on my radar, and I felt like this was this is more in line with what I felt I needed in that season. Yeah, yeah. I became aware of, through this encounter that I, I referenced, I became aware of the more of the kingdom that I was never exposed to. Yeah. I'm talking about miracles, hearing God's voice for yourself. Yeah. Um, some of these more um, experiential aspects of our faith. And so when I came to Meta, it was you know, a, a supernatural element, teaching yeah. us how to to walk in the gifts of the Holy Spirit. And yeah. so I was uh, drunk on this this journey of, of excitement and adventure and its um, awareness of the more that's opening up. But I really wanted those platform opportunities. I wanted to be the guy with all the answers. I wanted yeah. to be Mr. Hotshot Preacher. And that's where we met each other. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so that's like, you know, you go through that year, you go through the school with us. And then after that, I didn't see a lot of you. I saw you intermittently over the years, right? You were, you'd live some different places, you know, moved around a bit, been in and out of Victoria. And so in the journey over the years following being with us in Meta Ministry School, what are some of the key points you think of where God began shaping something in your heart that focused you on seeing others come into what's in their heart? Yeah. So I kind of shared about receiving this dream, new direction in life, taking that first step, which was for me coming to Meta Ministry School. And then I graduated and I think a lot of people can relate whatever they're pursuing. There's this sense of, okay, now I'm I, here. Yeah, I'm ready. I, I have arrived world at, you know, <laughs> at 22 years old or whatever. You're doing, yeah. I, I expect to be um, given a regular preaching opportunity yeah. in the church or some of these, these uh, illusions we have right. about the pace that God works at in our lives and yeah. how, how quickly things happen. I, I felt like I'm not getting any younger. You know, I'm, I'm getting older, I'm running out of time. And I was, 22 years old yeah, by the yeah. time I graduated. Yeah. So I guess the next stage would have really been a, a season of disillusionment mm-hmm. where I had some minor opportunities, but again, I have this picture in my mind of what ministry looks like. Yeah. To me, it was preaching. It was regular ministry opportunities, 
maybe some sort of paid position might have opened up somewhere. Mm -hmm. And those things didn't really come to me. Right. And I've got this call, and I think so many people, this is their journey, where yeah. you've got a dream and you feel like, I'm stuck. Yeah. I don't have, you name it, yeah. I don't have the, the money, I don't have the time. Maybe it's, I don't have other people that are willing to endorse or sponsor or open the, the door to me. Mm -hmm. And I had to wrestle with, how do I walk out this dream and, and what really is the dream? Yeah. Um, for me, it was a sense that there is a specific vocational ministry call. Mm -hmm. uh, and I didn't know that that was a pastor or what it's turned out to be or, or is becoming. Yeah. But a big part of my journey was was not feeling uh, nurtured into that role. Right. And I think a part of, of ministry is says equipping the saints for the work of ministry. Mm -hmm. is, is the role of the fivefold, the pastors and evangelists, teachers, prophets and apostles that mm. their role is to equip people like a father really, yeah, yeah, yeah. to walk with people into the maturity in, in character yeah. and also in skills. And so through my twenties, I felt that I didn't always have the opportunities. I felt that I needed to grow mm -hmm, mm -hmm. a few years later, um, 29. Now when I was 27, I was very aware that my twenties were going by mm -hmm. that I could have had a master's degree by now. I could have been more plugged in vocationally in some way. I could have had a more right. stable role in, in life. And I felt, I felt lost. Yeah, yeah. I felt like my life is going by and I don't know what the heck I'm doing. I don't know how to walk this call out. I don't know what it looks like to be faithful in ministry and, is Jesus going to open a door out of mm -hmm. the blue? Mm -hmm. Do I need to readjust the course of my life? And around that time, I decided to go back to do more ministry training. Yeah. And I'd always had Bethel on my heart to be a part of. Yeah. Uh, this is a school that, that you actually went to. And yeah. um, much of Meta was kind of inspired by that totally. uh, content and style. Yeah. But there's something in my heart that kept longing for further development. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm a avid reader. I listen to hours of podcasts each week, but I felt like I want someone else mm -hmm, mm -hmm. to be a part of my journey. Mm -hmm. I want mentors. I want people who are able to disciple me. Yeah. And there's a, a more structured approach to that by being in a school environment. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So I had a, a certain expectation of receiving that. But during my time in Reading, I came across as a learning opportunity, Bethel coaching, right? which is, um, it's different than counseling, it's different than consulting, it's different than therapy. Um, many people don't really understand exactly what coaching is because it's yeah. a very unregulated industry, yeah. but there was a, a style of leadership development that as soon as I came across it, it was like, wow, this checks off the boxes of what I wish I had in my life. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But there's something about how, especially my mentor, David Smith, the way that he showed up for me, it wasn't just as a, a great teacher, but it was as uh, an excellent coach. But also he exemplified the heart of Father God in this. Mm -hmm. And 
along the way I'd seen, as you asked about earlier, my, my transitions switched from it's all about me to, well, I'm not really getting opportunities yeah. for it to be about me and I can help others. Yeah. Yeah. I can support others in their journey mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and I'm still making that transition. Yeah, I'm yeah. still working through, um, that death to self, but totally. I think of the apostle Paul who maybe we'd see a Christian superstar. And for him, he shared my greatest joy. He says, I have no greater joy than to see my children mm-hmm. walking in the truth. Yeah, yeah. And I saw all throughout the gospel and through how Jesus showed up this desire to lift others up. Mm-hmm. And I, in, in the process of learning coaching, I saw this is a, a, a mindset shift. Mm-hmm. This is a series of conversational tools to help draw out from others. Uh, it's coaching is around question asking. Yeah. Yeah. You are the expert. Yeah. Say I'm sitting down in a coaching conversation. I believe that you have the ability to solve your own problems. Yeah, that's good. And my role as a coach is to ask the right questions at the right time to give you that space yeah. to process and to help build a plan so that you can move forward. And that's what I needed when totally. I was younger. Ministry. What does that look like? Yeah. What's holding you back? Yeah. What's your next step? There's clearly, like in listening to you, and you and I have talked about this before, but there's clearly this um, expression of the Father that is very much wrapped up in this task of coaching. You know, the very things you're describing about asking these questions because you actually believe the person sitting in front of you can solve the problem in front of them, right? And, and move forward. And your job is just to help draw that out. Um, there's a couple things I heard you say though, even so far that I want to maybe highlight. And one is that, that father element. But before that, I'd go back to, I heard you use the word at one point disillusionment mm-hmm. and lost. And, um, and those are words that none of us like get excited about. <laughs> We're not like, yes, more disillusionment. I love feeling lost. And yet at the same time, God actually, I believe, really uses those moments and those seasons in our life to take us forward. And the Father, you know, Father Heart isn't afraid of those things. I'd love if you're able to share a bit with us about how God used that uh, feeling of disillusionment to actually move you in the direction that he wanted to take you and where he's mm-hmm. where he's still leading you like of course becoming like the father yeah that's a lifelong journey it's not like it'll be joking at the beginning about you finished ministry school and i'm ready it's not like you're like oh i'm like father god now i'm good to go like that's <laughs> this is the life path right of becoming more like him but but how did god use disillusionment in your journey to, mm-hmm. to move you in the direction you're going now yeah, I'm glad you asked that because I wouldn't have landed where I did if it weren't for the process that God took me through. Mm-hmm. And there's a lot to be said about the benefits of disillusionment. Mm. The sooner that you get over the illusion you have, the sooner you can move forward. Yeah. Um, but a big part of it for me was that there was a, a profound awareness of what I didn't have in my life. And that could have provoked right. bitterness. I'm talking about the experiences that I've had with various leaders over the years mm-hmm. where people will come to you and they'll say, for I know the plans that I have for you, right. declares, 
Will Winter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or they'll give you, here's what you should do. Mm-hmm. And they'll put you into all these ill-fitting situations mm-hmm. with the best intentions. Yeah, I'm talking about whether that's leaders, whether that's family members, mm-hmm. uh, father figures, spiritual or natural, that there was things that I felt that I needed that I didn't have yeah. to process and walk through that journey of frustration. Right. And in that place of, of longing through the years, God met me mm. and how he showed up and walked alongside of me and how he became a, a stronger voice where mm-hmm. I might've leaned on humans. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I might've, relied so much on people, but there's this glaring revelation in my life of God coming alongside me as a father right. and a friend. Yeah. And when, uh, when coaching came along, it was like, this is the way that I can live out that revelation. Right. There's this, this deep hurt yeah. and God met me in that place. And that's a lot of, of destiny discovery for people totally. is highlighting where has God met you in yeah. your lowest points? Yeah. And how is that going to become a part of your story? Yeah. Yeah. You see people who survive some sort of trauma totally. or abuse who become advocates. And that's a lot of what God works in our lives is we call it redemption. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. There is this thing that, you know, there's all these uh, common little things I hear from preachers, like you can get bitter, you can get better or whatever. I, I won't carry on a big long list of them. We'll just stick with the one. But um, I think there's something key in that, that that area of your life where you're experiencing some disappointment or disillusionment based on a desire that you have within you um, that's not being met by the people around you, you can either just kind of go into this posture of resentment and bitterness or recognize that maybe God's actually wanting to use you in identifying a need within community, within a body, within people. And rather than just sitting there being like, why won't anybody, you know, come alongside this for me? You actually just start to sow into that need for others, right? Yeah. And that's kind of what I feel like I'm hearing as you share your story and share your journey, um, is you realize the value in people coming alongside someone in their journey, mm-hmm. asking those good questions, um, doing a bit of digging. And... And I just want to say to you, like, I'm proud of you. I am fired up in seeing the journey and seeing that develop and that happen. Um, and in many ways, I, I just see, yeah, that disappointment, disillusionment process in your life actually having God's hand on it in leading you in the direction that you're going now. Mm, thank you. Um, yeah. yeah, I think another big part of my story, maybe a message that I would champion, is that mm-hmm. God's work in our lives takes a lifetime totally, and that there are areas of frustration and pain that are still being resolved in my life. Yeah. That it wasn't though I had an instant breakthrough. It took years and there's still little pinpricks on my heart in, in certain situations, mm-hmm. times where I get, uh, I feel my heart, I get a bit triggered and, and I'm still walking that out. But for whatever frustration you're walking through, to give yourself permission to take time. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's not true that time heals all wounds. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It's when you lean in, when you bring your frustration to the Father, that's where healing and redemption comes. That's yeah. where your story 
can be rewritten. Mm-hmm. I think looking back at the the podcast episodes we've had so far, I'd say probably journey and process are probably the um, most overused words, partly because I love them so much mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. because it gives context that this moment in your life where you're at right now is a, a point in your story. Yeah. There's more to your story to be told. And what would you like the ending to be? What would you like the outcome of this trauma, this pain, this frustration, this disappointment? If this was to be redeemed by God, how would you want that to look? Well, that's a good question to be considering, right? I mean, the podcast we're on right now is called Everyday Impact, and we are trying to help people learn and see what following Jesus in the context of everyday life looks like so that they can have an impact on the world. And everyday life definitely involves disappointment and hurt, you know? And so how does bringing Jesus into those aspects of life actually produce impact, produce fruit, right? Yeah. And, um, and so, yeah, being able to kind of wrestle with, hey, yeah, how did that work out in my life and, and develop this, I think is really key. Um, one of the questions coming to my mind as we're sitting here too is you must have had some initial encounters with coaching in someone coaching you. I'm just wondering if there's any maybe stories or moments or even just feelings that you remember having as somebody engaged in coaching you. Yeah, I think that it's maybe not a, a full-on coaching conversation. Yeah. Um, a, a specific experience, maybe my mentor sent me a message and he said, I'd like to book time with each of you guys on our team. Mm-hmm. And I would love for you to think about where do you see yourself with Bethel coaching in the future? Mm-hmm. And even just that statement, that expression of what do you want? Where do you see yourself? Coming from a leader, that alone was such a redemptive experience for me where a lot of my rubbins with leadership had dealt with a, a lack of understanding of, of where I was at or where I was at in my journey. Mm. And for someone to just have that questioning uh, like a father, what is your desire? Yeah, and I want to hear about that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's just this this continual melting of my heart. Like these are redemptive experiences with what feels like the heart of Father God. Yeah, yeah. And so asking questions, listening, and and helping people unpack. Sound it sounds to me like very much you had an encounter with the Father uh, through people who were living out this whole thing of coaching and. And if I were to try and put a word on what you were feeling uh, that I feel like I'm hearing is valued, Mm -hmm. you know, seen and valued. Um, Does that feel accurate? I believe that's that's it. Yeah. And and that's, you know, I just say for anybody listening to this, I mean, realize that it's that simple to just be present, ask a question, and listen. That you can really so into that need to be known and need to be valued that we all have. And so you may not pursue a path in professional coaching like Will is pursuing, but any of us can do that. Any of us can just 
At least I hope so. <laughs> it can be some of us like myself and maybe a little more learning to not talk. It's, so it's much. definitely, I can encourage you. I've had the chance to actually yeah. not just be a coach, but I'm yeah. in the process of being certified to train coaches. And I love watching people transition through the learning process yeah. where one of the mistakes that we often make is we ask closed questions. Yeah. And I can see in the training people wrestling, they'll, they'll, let out a closed question. By closed question, means something that they can only say yes or no to. It's yes or no, yeah. or it's also, which you're probably familiar with, is a solution-oriented question, right. where it's not actually a question. Mm-hmm. It's, I'm trying to actually tell you what to do. Mm-hmm. Have you thought about doing this? Right. Yeah. It's, I, I, think, I think you should do this, mm-hmm. but I want to ask you as a question. Yeah, yeah. And so transitioning from... Uh, closed questions to open questions, mm-hmm. just leaving it there, yeah, yeah. giving people the space. It's definitely something that you can learn. Yeah. yeah. So as we, uh, as we look at this, we think about this, um, what are some good questions that you've learned to ask people in the pursuit of helping them discover, let's put it as their destiny, mm-hmm. you know, the things that they're, passionate about their potential their purpose you know those things um what are some good questions that you've learned to ask in helping people discover that for themselves i think most often the simplest questions are the most powerful Mm. something like what's your dream right and that's probably one of my favorite questions to ask in any conversation friends Uh, someone I'm waiting uh, in line with somewhere. If I have the chance, I love to hear people's dreams because Mm. that's a a window to the heart. There's something that we don't have those kind of conversations. Yeah. And maybe you might want to, uh, in this situation, a more profound or more complex question, but something so simple as what is your dream? Yeah, Yeah. Or what makes you come alive? Yeah. And then, just giving people space. Mm-hmm. I think that, that those are, are really great ways to even just find out more about the people around you. Yeah. Well, one of the things jumping out at me is you even give that simple response to that question. You know, it wasn't some big elaborate question that I need to write down and be like, okay, I need to remember that. Like simple, what's your dream? I think the key is you actually have to want to know. Yeah. You have to actually care. And the, and the big thing is that development of genuine interest in people, you mm-hmm. know, and, and, a, and a serious uh, desire to discover, right? Yeah. Uh, so I it's beautiful. Uh, we touched on, on God's redemption in our lives mm-hmm. at a different point. And another question that I would add to this is, even bringing scripture into it, it says that God is, that God works all things together for the good of those who love him and are called according to his purpose. If that's true, what is God working in you through this situation? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Totally. And I had a, a friend that I was uh, in a formal coaching relationship with. He got a new job as mm-hmm. a means to an end. And I just asked the question, well, what do you think God's doing in you? through this work opportunity. Right. He says, well, gee, I haven't actually thought about that. And it became this, this beautiful awareness. God is using this job 
to teach me how to be a leader. Yeah. And that put that job into the context of his calling and yeah. destiny. Yeah. He had renewed energy and passion to show up at work because he believed God is present in this action. I didn't tell him that. Mm-hmm. That's a, a great answer that I could have given him. Yeah. But when he found that answer for himself yeah. and he felt that God was speaking to him through that, yeah. that was that was something that, again, Paul, he says, there's no greater joy than seeing my children walking in the truth. Yeah. And to have this sense of, yippee, yeah, yeah, like, yeah. they're doing it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're winning. They're succeeding. They're growing. But that's that's how I see Father God. That's good. On, 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 he's active in our lives, but I see, I see him like on the sidelines of our life. Just, yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes, that's my son. Yeah. You got it. Yeah. It's, it's cool to hear like that story, how your friend came into this new perspective through just a simple question asked. And, it, and the question reminds me of really the, I'd say the two questions we've come to value most around here in the culture at Life Tree, which is like, what is God doing? And what is God saying to you? Mm-hmm. You know, it was essentially some form of that that you said, and what's God doing through this job that you have right now, right? And that helped him see it totally differently. Another thing I had been wondering if you could speak into was what are good questions you've learned to ask people in helping to help them identify the obstacles that they're going to have to overcome in moving towards sad destiny you know so you you ask what's the dream and you start to hear that then what are some of those helpful questions where you actually help them hone in on the things that Mm -hmm. are between now and you know fulfilling that thing yeah it could be it could be anything that gets in the way it could be uh, motivation it could be clarity Mm -hmm. And, and sometimes i like to ask what are the obstacles Internal, meaning heart, mm-hmm. uh, emotional, right. inside stuff, or the external right, obstacles. Right, right. But again, simple questions. Yeah. One of my favorites to ask is, what do you need right now? Mm. Whether that's, what do you need to move forward? Yeah, yeah. Or even just leave it so open. Yeah. What do you need right now? Right, right, right. And I ask that even in my marriage. We'll just say, what do you need right now? Yeah. And it might be something like, I really need to go for a walk mm-hmm. or I, <laughs> I honestly just need to watch TV right now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And asking people, what do you need? Yeah. If it's uh, um, someone that you work with or if you're a boss or even asking your boss, Hey boss, what do you need right now? Mm-hmm. But whether it's in terms of, of daily life or following your dreams, just giving people the opportunity to think, that's a largely what I get paid for. A, a joke as a coach is giving people the space to think. Yeah. Here is a time, whether whether you're coming to me and paying for it or whether we're having a casual conversation mm-hmm. and in five minutes I ask you a question and give you the space to think. Mm-hmm. But that's a huge benefit to people. It's, it's just, oh, let me run some diagnostics. Huh. I think I need this. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And then maybe how are you going to get that would be a follow-up question. Yeah. I think about my experience. I've experienced you asking me some of these questions over this last season. And um, I think that sometimes we can be so wound up in the 
noise and story in our head of thinking that there's way more obstacles than there really are. You know, and when you ask that question, what do you need? People start to realize, oh, I, I actually already have what I need. You know, like sometimes there are actual things missing for sure. And sometimes there are huge obstacles and all that stuff. But a lot of the times it's actually the obstacles aren't that big. Um, the lack isn't necessarily that big. It, it's really just pushing through some debilitating beliefs. Mm-hmm. Some disqualifying thoughts, you know, in the mind. And a father really does come alongside a child and say, you got this, you can do this, right? And that's very much what I see you seeking to pursue in this journey of coaching. So mm-hmm. I'm just going to take this moment to again say, good job, Will Winter. Oh. Uh, it's been fun to watch the journey and the, you know, development that God's done in your life since I first met you you know, coming up on eight years ago. Yeah. Yeah. I, I love that you started with the miracles. Yeah. Um, where I'm at now, I still long to see of course. the power of God. Yeah. But I've also had experiences with seeing people healed. Yeah. Getting prophetic words and not seeing hearts actually touched. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Or hearing the right prophetic word in a way that it just doesn't connect with my heart. And now it's, it's this desire, this longing. How can I express the heart of Father God? Yeah, yeah. How can I show people his love in a way that he showed me when I really needed it? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. All the, the voids in my life, the brokenness, God met me in that place. And now how can I show up for others in that empowering, encouraging, totally. believing, inf- affirming way? Yeah. And it's, it's such a, a, a privilege to get to continue this journey it's, it's yeah. going to be a lifelong journey i don't know long term what it's going to look like but god is walking with me along yeah. the way yeah and and for wherever you're at in your journey in the context of your life just take a breath and allow mm-hmm. god to mm-hmm. use your moment mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. another question is what is god doing in your life in this season yeah. or what is god's agenda for you in this season because yeah. there's times where i've wanted to go off in so many directions, pieces of my destiny that aren't for today. Mm-hmm. And to just step back. Totally. Hey, what is God doing in your life right now? Yeah. What is he focusing on? Yeah. Where is his grace? Yeah. Yeah. And seeing what kind of beautiful conversations totally. come as you ask yeah. those questions. Maybe in closing, is there anything that just stirs in your heart that you would want to leave people listening today, uh, leave them with? or just a prayer that you want to pray out over Mm. us? Yeah, I think I'll ask a question and maybe just Mm. release a prayer. Uh, If you are as loved as God says you are, if you were to believe that, what difference would that make in your life? If you owned that truth down to the depths of your heart, what difference would that make? And I just release a blessing over everyone who's listening today. That as they wrestle with that question, would feel the Spirit of God land on their hearts and release a, a, a massive dose of the Father's love. So thank you, Father, that you're walking with people through their journey of life as a loving Father and a friend. 
that you chose them. You put your Holy Spirit in them. And so I release the faith to grab hold of that love today and to engage in life with the Father, to show up and reveal that love to everyone you meet. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Well, thanks, Will, for joining us on Everyday Impact today. (laughs) Thank you for having me. And uh, it's been good. Yeah. All right. Well, Caleb, thanks for being my co-host today. Yeah, it was fun to do it. What was your experience in talking with Will? You know, fun to just sit down and reflect on... uh, the years that I've known him and what I've seen God do in his life for sure. Um, just cool to see the journey, cool to see the maturing and the developing. Mm-hmm. Um, what was it like for you sitting there, you know, listening to your husband be interviewed? <laughs> I imagine pretty familiar content, but yeah. what jumped out to you? Well, I actually haven't known him as long as you have. That's just true. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, I've heard quite a lot of it. I've definitely heard 98% of all of this before, um, obviously being married to Will. But I think that just kind of a way you guys phrased it a little bit differently that I was like, oh, that's interesting way of putting it. Um, It's just like filling in the gap and where Will felt like God came in and touched his heart in a way where he thought there was a need that he hadn't been getting met for a while. And God met him where he was. And then he was like, oh, I found through coaching that I can actually help others where I wish that I would have been helped more earlier in my life. Yeah. I just love that, like filling in the gap and where God has met you and something that you maybe missed totally before being able to kind of sew into that for others. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I think that that's kind of one of my favorite parts of what was talked about today. It's good. Yeah. It's that thing of sewing into a need that you feel within yourself. Right. And, Mm -hmm. uh, definitely came out of hearing how Will encountered the Lord in maybe a low place, you know, and as a result had something to give that he had previously lacked. Yeah. And I loved just even the, uh, responses he gave to, I asked him some questions about what are good questions to ask. And the questions were pretty like self-explanatory and simple. They weren't like these complex, hard to understand, but it really does come down to, yeah. Uh, a heart developing in us where we mm-hmm. genuinely care to discover yeah. what's in other people. And, yeah. it, and it's almost like that, that care for discovering it that's within us mm-hmm. draws to the surface yeah. something that they may have not even realized was in them. Mm-hmm. You know? It's a really yeah. beautiful thing. Well, I know like I like discovering things for myself sometimes. Yeah. And I think just in asking a question, you can help people come to conclusion that might touch the heart a little bit more with an open question versus a closed one. For sure. Mm -hmm. Well, you are a uh, blessed woman, Jessica Jean, to have uh, Will for husband, and I'm sure a journey of discovery far ahead. And, of course, Will is ridiculously blessed to have you. (laughs) Thank you. Thanks for being on the episode and talking with me and talking with Will and awesome yeah it was a blast well thank you guys for listening and we hope that you are encouraged and blessed by today's episode we will catch you next week on everyday impact